glory, glory. Anybody came to magnify the Lord on this morning? Come on and clap those hands. God is worthy. Isn't he worthy? When I'm up, he's worthy. Hallelujah. When I'm down, he's still, he's still worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. My name is Sister Jessica, and I came to personally invite you all to our watch night white out praise celebration on December 31st at 10 p.m. Doors will open at 9 p.m. and we are expecting a great move of God. Amen. We want y'all to be there. Be there in the house. It's nothing like being in the house. This time last year, I don't know if y'all know this, but I was, uh, I just completed radiation and I was in the middle of taking chemotherapy and I was getting ready to uh, have a stem cell transplant. So I was not able to be here in the building, but thanks be unto God, I'm here, I'm healed and I am well. Glory to God, you can praise with me. I know that God has been doing some great things in your life, but we wanna be a testament. We wanna make God's name great in this place because he has been good to us, hallelujah. So I wanna see y'all there. Praise with me on December 31st at 10 p.m. where you're all white and I will see you there and I will see y'all at the top. God bless y'all.
the Lord. This is the time, praise God, of showing God how much we love him. The word of God declares in Luke, the sixth chapter, 38 verse, he said, give and it shall be given unto you. Giving is releasing what's in your hand. Because when you release what's in your hand, then heaven begins to move. Things begin to move in the spirit realm that cause them to manifest in the natural. He said, when you give, it shall be given unto you great measure pressed down, shaking together, running over. I believe God has wanted the body of Christ to come into a running over blessing. That the church is a place, praise God, where the world will look to, praise God, to meet the need because we're serving a God who brings his word to pass in our lives when we align ourselves up to do what he says to do. If you're online, praise God, and you would desire to give, we have an app that you also can be a participant that you won't miss out on what God is doing in this season, praise God. You know, God is always trying to get something to us. But if we're not in position, we'll miss what God has for us. But I don't want to die and get to heaven and find out that there were a lot of blessings left over there for me. But I just didn't do what the words say. The Bible said to know to do good and to do it not is sin. And he said the children of Israel they didn't profit because they had the word and they didn't mix it with faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So if you keep the seed to yourself, praise God, and you don't put into action your seed you can't expect anything to happen. God's not obligated to do anything outside of his word. Now this time I want you to hold up your tithe and your offering, praise God, because you only a steward of it. It doesn't belong to you and I anyway. It's God's. And there's nothing that you and I have that's too good for God. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege, Lord, once again, Lord, being able, Lord, to sow our seeds that you would enhance your kingdom, almighty God, Lord. Father God, we ask you, Lord, to bless it, almighty God. Lord, bless your people a hundredfold, almighty God. And we'll continue, Lord, to sow our seeds, almighty God. Lord, that souls will be saved, Lord. Father God, that needs will be met, almighty God. In the name of Jesus, almighty God. And ushers, you can come forth at this time.
Aren't you all glad for my brother? That was the first time I see him. We thank God for men singing in the house of God. And how about those young, angelic dancers? What a blessing. I tell you, they look good on TV. I say, wow, I need to join that group of dancers, but I think I'm too tall or something. Sister Austin might disqualify me. <laughs> Say, you too old. <laughs> we are so grateful to all of you for being here in the house of God. Thank you for allowing your children to serve, to dance before the Lord. That's a blessing. It is a blessing. Thanks to my brother for leading us this morning. Amen. How to get him an African dress. Amen. <laughs> that was awesome. That's good. <laughs> to God be the glory. Will you help me rejoice with our music director, Brother Matt Wilson? He won an award. In our community, trailblazer in music ministry, quite appropriate. We thank God for the blessing. Amen. I almost get up to receive the award, but you know, so. But God don't like ugly. So, <laughs> we, we are proud of you, sir. Amen. Please don't forget this evening, we have the fellowship. Our church is having a Christmas kind of gala right next door at 4 o'clock. See, I was already dressed up for, I confused the time, so I came for gala. But they said I have to wait till 4 o'clock. Amen. And my sister, I thank God for your praise report. Mama is doing much better. To God be the glory. She went back to the doctor and they told her she does not need dialysis anymore. What a big blessing. Amen. Any other praise report in the house? We are just so grateful for what God is doing around here. To God be the glory. Amen. And please don't forget, like Sister Jessica said, our watch night service. This is a major event in our church every year, December 31st. Please come and celebrate. To tell you how important that it is, See, I got married on December 31st, and in my church, no, uh, but in my, in my church, on the 31st, we have watch night service. Guess what I did? I left wedding band and all that, I went to church. Everybody told me, no, 
I said, no, I live for God first. So that's how important being in the presence of God is. I left everyone. God is my witness. Everybody. I was in the house of God. So make plan to enter the new year in the presence of God. Everything else can wait. And nobody say amen now. <laughs> let's all stand up. Let's say hello to one another. Uh, just find somebody and thank them for being in church this morning. Let's say hello. We love you.
thank God for our choir. What a blessing. If you have your Bible with you, you please stand with me as we read the word of God. Amen. We are a blessed people. Amen. Somebody told me I got me a new automobile. And she said, Pastor, I know you're busy, but I want you to come bless my car. I say, yes, ma'am. Then we got a new baby girl. Hallelujah. Somebody's mama being healed. Sister girl say, I want to talk to my pastor. Amen. My pastor over there, Pastor Tracy, got promotion, got a job transfer, a double portion of blessing to his family. Amen. My brother will become a Tony supervisor. I remember I only dream about that. I never made it. But my son in the ministry, you know, I'm a blessed man. <laughs> we congratulate you, Pastor. We are so proud of you. Amen. And we're coming to Baton Rouge to hang out. I'm not going to tell them what we're going to eat. That's, that's lawyer's talk. <laughs> this is a blessed place. It's good to be a part of what God is doing. The book is Exodus, chapter 23. We're going to look at just two verses Exodus 23, verses 20 and 21. Praise. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in thy way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Next verse 21. Beware of him. Obey his voice. Do not provoke him, for he would not pardon your transgressions. Why? Because my name is in him. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. Grass may wither, flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Holy Spirit, help me to explain it to your people. Help our hearing. Glorify yourself in this place. Lord, I pray that you will enable us to become better Christians, mature Christians. Lord, we just don't want to be religious. We want to be saved. Have your way in this house. 
give me strength to proclaim thy word. We thank you just to know your word would not return void. Thank you for miracles, signs and wonders in this house. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Don't Miss Your Angel. Don't miss your angel. Permit me to give you an introduction to this sermon. Last Sunday, I was preaching to you on the subject titled, Fear Not. And to make my point, I made references to angels. I told you how the angel came to Zachariah and told him, fear not. Then I mentioned how the angel came to Joseph and told him, fear not. Then I mentioned how the angel came to the shepherd and told them, fear not. Then I mentioned how the angel came to Mary and told her, fear not. I was quoting and citing references after references about how God used angels during Christmas. And while I was preaching to you, the Holy Spirit dropped a download in my, my spirit that I should also teach you about angels. Because the truth be told, every one of you standing in front of me, sitting in front of me today, you have an angel assigned to you. The Bible says, in all of your getting, get understanding. So my assignment this morning is to help you and me understand a little more about the angel that God has assigned to you. Notice the text I just read to you. Ezekiel, Exodus chapter 23, verse 20. The Bible says, God has sent his angel before you to guide you and to bring you along the way to bring you to a place that God himself have prepared for you. The first thing I want you to take note is that these creatures called angels are real. What did I say about them? They are real. There are many people who don't believe in angels. There's a group in Israel called the Sadducees. They do not believe in the ministry of angels. I don't want anybody in this church to go through life not knowing that there are angels and they're watching over you. God has signed them to you to protect you, to help you, and to guide you. Wouldn't it be sad for you to go through life 80 years old, 90 years old, 
100 years old, and you're not even aware that God has assigned somebody to help you in your lifetime, to guide you, to protect you. That is why I come to you this morning to talk to you about the subject, don't miss your angels. Yes, sir. The Bible is full of examples of how angels help people. Say, for example, in the book of Genesis chapter 21, verse 17, you will read about the story of a slave girl called Hagar. She was living in the household of Abraham. But you know what happened. She was kicked out. And then she found herself in the desert with a little baby boy in his hand, in her hand. And notice what happened. The baby was hungry. They were running out of food. And God was touched with the cry of that little baby. So God sent an angel to do what? To help. You know what I'm trying to say to you? Angels can help you when you're in need. When your back is against the wall. When friends are few. The ministry of angels, God made them, they are available to help you along the way. Again, you will see in the book of Genesis chapter 19 verse 1, you see again how God decided to destroy the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. You remember that? And God sent an angel to warn Mr. and Mrs. Lot. Get out of town. God is about to destroy the city. And the angel warned this couple, not only do you need to get out, but don't look back. If you all remember, the wife of Mr. Lot looked back. And she was destroyed. She turned into a pillar of salt. But don't miss the message. They would never have known about the impending doom of the city. But for the warning by an angel. My message to you is that your angel is so critical to your survival on this planet that you cannot afford to miss your angel. Ladies and gentlemen, you remember again the book of Daniel, chapter 10, verse 13, how Daniel prayed to God. And the Bible said God heard that prayer and God answered the prayer. But Daniel still don't receive nothing. Why? Because there are some demonic forces. The Bible identified them as the prince of Portia. That is blocking Daniel's prayer. Guess what God did? God sent 
an angel to go fight those demonic forces. And when the angel talked to Daniel, he said, Daniel, man of God, God heard your prayer. God has answered your prayer. In fact, your prayer was answered 21 days ago. But I had to come and fight on your behalf to get the blessing released. Again, you can see how important the ministry of an angel is. While you're going to your job, you show up at J.C. Penney, you show up at dealer, you show up at the school board, and you, you walk in at the fire department, and you say, good morning, everybody, I come to drive my truck. But there is an angel behind the scene that is fighting your battle. Not only will an angel help you, not only will an angel give you direction, an angel will fight. I don't know about you. I've had angels fight for me on my job. I couldn't defend myself. But thank God for the ministry of angels. God is my witness. Everyone that was against me, they lost their own job. And I'm still standing. Are you still here? I'm trying to tell you how important your angel is in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, you see in the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 11, even Jesus Christ needed the assistance and help of an angel. You remember when he fasted for 40 days, 40 nights? During that fasting, the devil was trying to mess with him. He was going through temptations. But when the devil could not get his way with Jesus, he left him alone. But the moment the devil stepped back, God sent angels to minister. You know, if you've been, if you've been going without food for 40 days, you're weak, you're physically exhausted. But God sent an angel to minister to Jesus. Again, in the book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 10, the Bible shows you again the importance of angels. The Bible talks about all little kids have angels. And the children's angel stands before God every day. You know why these children needed an angel? They could not fight for themselves. I'll be honest with you. I personally believe every time a child is born, in that birthing room, there is an angel. I am not talking theories to you today. I know for myself. Because one of my children we were about to lose her. She wrapped herself with umbilical cord and they were trying to untie and the more they tried to untie, the more he, he tightened her own neck. And when the doctor was telling me what's going on, I'm not a doctor. There's nothing I could do but pray. 
and I sought the assistance of angelic beings to untie the cord. Are you listening to me? That young girl is alive today. She's a lawyer. Doing very well. You need an angel in your life. I need an angel. There are things I could not do for myself. That's why we need the assistance of an angel. You remember in the book of Matthew chapter 28, beginning from verse 1, it talks about the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. But notice the ministry of an angel. Because Jesus told them on the third day I'll get up. But he never explained to them how. But this scripture told you exactly what happened. That on the third day, that Sunday morning, an angel showed up and rolled the stone away. And then suddenly, I like that kind of angel. That's way of saying, I dare you to mess with me. I'll break your jaw. <laughs> Thank God for an angel. He rolled the stone away. Again, in the book of Acts, chapter 8, you see the story of Philip, just a deacon in the church. And God was using him to proclaim the gospel. And God sent an angel to tell Philip, I want you to go to the desert. He said, go by the way of Gaza. You will find an African man that you need to meet and explain the word of God. An Ethiopian eunuch. Notice that Philip don't know where to go. Philip did not even know there's an African out there hungry for the word of God. Who gave him direction? It takes an angel. Somebody here today, you need direction for your life. You're trying to decide where you're going to work. You're trying to decide what kind of career. You're trying to decide who am I going to marry. Ray Ray wants to marry me. Baba wants to marry me. Julio wants to marry me. Who will marry? You need direction. The part of the ministry of an angel is to help you, to give you direction. Say, okay, Ray Ray, no good. And here's why you need Julio. <laughs> we all need the ministry of angels in our life. Again, you will see in the book of Acts chapter 10, there was a gentleman by the name Colinius who feared God, who prayed every day. And God wants to fill him with the Holy Ghost. So God revealed to him through an angel that what he needs to do is to send messengers to Joppa. And there's a preacher there by the name Peter. You need to go find him and bring him to your house to minister to your whole house. You remember how the story ended. That whole family becomes saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm trying to tell you? 
Angels are real, point one. Point number two, angels are all over the Bible, ministering, helping people in the world of God. Even you see it again in the book of Acts, chapter 12, how Peter was locked up in jail and the church was praying for Peter. Because of a church that will pray, in the middle of the night, God sent an angel to go deliver Peter from jail. Peter was sound asleep. His hands were chained. His feet were shackled. But when an angel came, that angel was able to break the chain. You know how we sing here, break every chain? Where the question, how are you going to break the chain? You can break it. The police know you can't break it. That's why they tie you up. But thank God for an angel. An angel can break everything. Are you still here? The Bible says not only did angel set Peter free, then the angel said, follow me. And as they follow, as he followed the angel, every door was swinging wide open. Many of you under the sound of my voice, the only hold up in your life is for doors that the enemy has closed to swing wide open. God can use an angel to bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, again you see it in Acts chapter 28. I once preached about this. How Paul had a shipwreck. And you remember, before the shipwreck, Paul stood before the people. He said, hello, everybody, listen to me. He said, last night, an angel of the Lord appeared to me and told me we're going to have a shipwreck. He said, we're going to lose the ship, but everybody will be saved. Where did he get that from? He took an angel to warn him and to tell him of things that will happen. Do you realize that an angel, God can use an angel to warn you before a danger occurs? God can use an angel to tell you what will happen when everything is all over. We need the ministry of angels. And I said to my church congregation this morning, I said, one of the last acts that an angel, your angel will do in your life is to carry you to heaven. That's how important it is for you to have an angel in your life. Everybody talking about going to heaven, but you don't know your way. And none of you ever been to heaven? If I give you the keys today, you won't know where to go. Your GPS will not find heaven. It takes an angel. God has assigned an angel to you. The Bible says Lazarus died. The rich man died. 
But when Lazarus died, an angel was there to pick him up and transport him to the bosom of Abraham. Right straight to heaven. I believe as a theologian that when you and I die, there's going to be a fight between the devil and God's angel. Because both of them will contend for your soul. And what will make the difference is whether or not you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. That's why sometimes I'll be begging you, don't just be a member of the church. Don't just say you're a reverend. Don't just say I sing in the choir. Don't just say I serve as a deacon. All of that is good. But unless and until you accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, your living is in vain. Because when you die, when I die, there will be two beings, angelic beings, a devil's angel and God's angel. And the devil's angel wants to take you to hell. Somebody is going to claim your body. Have you ever seen a dead person? No, somebody got to come and claim that body. Even if you die in the hospital, that's not a dormitory. Somebody has to come pick you up. So here you have two angels. The devil's angel say, oh, this body belongs to me. No, God's angel will say, no, this body don't belong to you. This body belongs to Jesus Christ. His soul has been redeemed. And then the devil's angel is going to ask, by what authority are you trying to take his body to heaven? And that's when that God's angel will say, because of the blood of the lamb. That is why it's so important. I'll be honest with you, if this were a revival, I would stop right here. To give somebody an invitation to Christ. Because what shall it profit a man? What will it profit a woman? If you gain the whole world. But you lose your soul. You need an angel. And when you accept Jesus. An angel is assigned to you. The problem ladies and gentlemen is that many people are saved, but they don't know anything about their own angel. They've had zero communication with the the angel. Ladies and gentlemen, as a result, you have a bunch of angels that are now unemployed. The Bible says angels hearken to the word of God. They don't, they, they don't, if you want to activate an angel in your life, you got to say what God said. They only respond. See, every now and then in my house, I have this reputation. My people, my family, they will say, uh, Daddy, 
in my own opinion. I said, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I am not interested in your opinion. In fact, I don't want to know your opinion. Tell me, what does the world say? We have this situation, right? What does the Bible say? And if they don't know, I say, go Google it. You smart. Then come back to me and tell me what the word says. And let's do the word of God so this family can prosper. Everybody got an opinion. But angels only hearken. To the word of God. Are you listening to me? I'm trying, I'm trying to set you up for the blessings of God to flow freely unhindered in your life every day. Amen. Discipline yourself. Walk away from he say, she say, they say. None of them know what they're talking about. The Bible says, let every man. That's right, sister. They're liars. The only thing true is God's word. And if you learn to decree and declare what God said, angels hearken. It's a command for them. The reason why the angels are unemployed in many of our lives is because we are not saying what they need to, to be activated. We're not saying anything. Amen. We're talking. Have you ever seen people that are talking, but they're saying nothing? Even I've seen some preachers like that. He make my hair hurt. Here I am, I dressed up, drove 10 miles to come out here from heaven. And then you get up there and you're just chasing rabbit. Um, oh Lord, mm, yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking, Lord, please don't make me snap and slap this bridge. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, get in the habit of activating your angels. How? By speaking the word. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. When your back is against the wall, speak the word. When your friends are few, speak the word. When there is a crisis in your family, speak the word. When the enemy is trying to raise his ugly head, what do you need to do? Speak the word. Can I give you an inside information about your pastor? 27 years ago when I, when I was called to this church, they were smart. They told me, they said, okay, we're kind of running low. We, numbers are low and all that. What is your plan to get this church going again? I thought that was the best question they asked that day. Because that was real. So I told them about the power of prayer. Then I told them about music ministry. I said, That's, he's there. He's one of the boss people there. I told them that music is my bait. That's why I stay on your case, Shirley. You know, 
I'm not as mean as you think. You know. But I know what I told these people. I say, nothing can go slow when it comes to music. Because I know there is a key. We call it the key of David. It's music. I don't mind telling you, late last night, it was almost about midnight, my musician and I, we were still on the phone chatting. Sometimes you'll see the end result, but you don't know what goes on behind the scene. This is very important to me. I'll be honest with you, I'm putting my business out there. So every now and then, they will say, well, if we do this, uh, I said, you can shut down everything else. In fact, I've literally shut down the whole budget of the church. I say, just give me music. Give me the word of God. Give me prayer. This church can run just like that. They will say, well, how much we're going to give budget to the willing to do committee? Uh, there's a frog jumping contest. Uh, I'll be looking at this. Look at these people. They ask me, what is your plan? I say, the word of God. You all call this place Baptist missionary. I said, no, it's going to be a world church. The word of God will never return for it. If you want to activate the angels in your life, say what God said. They will jump running. When they hear Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 say, they hearken. He said they are ministering spirit. They are spirit beings. Amen. And they are created to minister for heirs of salvation. Amen. It's very important you be saved. Sometimes you're not saved. I don't even know if I want to hear your opinion. Because you're wasting my time. That's why we say blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a fortress of glory divine. Guess what's next? I'm a head of salvation. In other words, I'm not just an ordinary person. I am a, a saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. It is you being a head of salvation that qualifies you. For the appointment of a guardian angel. So please, in times like this, I know the world is going crazy all over the place. Be sure and be very sure that your anchor is hold and grieve that solid rock. Ladies and gentlemen, what is my message to you? Those of you who are children of God, you have assigned to you a Personal angel, a guardian angel. Don't miss him. Notice the text I read to you. The Bible, God is talking to you. See, I have sent my angel ahead of you to guide you and to bring you to the place. Then verse 21 says, Pay attention to him. Listen to him. Don't buck his instruction. 
Many of us cannot prosper because we are constantly going against the will, the plan, and purpose of God. Don't rebel against your own angel. The Bible says he will not pardon that. The truth be told, God can, own, can send you a mere blessing and we can miss it if we're not paying attention. God can send instructions through an angel. He can send wisdom. He can even send direction. I was in Houston, Texas two days ago and blessed God I decided to go to my hotel and it was dark, you know, and I don't see my GPS very well. And I got lost somewhere. And then I noticed my family, they were calling me, where you at? Where you at? What's the closest street? I said, everybody calm down. I got me some angels watching over me. I just knew in my spirit I cannot be lost. I found, and the funny thing is so, so funny. I was driving, I was still lost, and all of a sudden, I, I wanted to ask for direction at the very hotel I leave. I didn't even know I was there. <laughs> Thank God for angels. They will guide you. They will give you direction. Ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to him, in Exodus chapter 23, verse 22, God said, if you listen to your angel, God said, I will make your enemies my enemies. One of the best positions you can be in life is for your enemies to become God's enemies. Did you hear what I said? Look at somebody next to you that say, don't mess with me. I'm going to tell them with confidence, don't mess with me. I'm a hell of salvation. I'm born again. I have some angel watching over me. I, I tell people all the time, this true story, I was working for an agency of the government and bless God, I had a case. This is a true story, brother Tracy. He can relate to this. He's a lawyer. I had a case in Mandeville, Louisiana. And honestly, I forgot about it. It just oversight. And so some lawyer got so upset with me the other day. He said, I will report you to the bar. I will make sure you this. And something just snapped in my head. I said, I say, Sister Gray, let me tell you something. I say, you are not talking to an ordinary person. I say, even the fact that you work for this agency is because of me. Your agents will be close without me. It is the anointing of my life that is sustaining all of you. I say, I dare you. And Man, it was mighty quiet. It's, man, it's like somebody been smoking weeds. <laughs> it just snap on you. 
You see, I'm still standing. Actively licensed. And guess what? She's this bad. Listen to me, church. This business of being a child of God, you have some extra protection that some of you don't even know of. God's got your back. The one thing I did warn you about, when God said, I will guide you in the way, God cannot guide you if you're not in the way. Many of you, you have a call on your life. You haven't done nothing with it. Many of you, God is sending you to do some major assignment, but you're still talking about what if this, what if that. If you don't get in the path of righteousness, if you don't get in the path of your assignment, divine assignment, what is there for God to guide? Many people would rather talk about it. They never activate their faith. I want to encourage you. It is in the completion of your assignment that God will make sure you get guidance. And you know one thing I've learned about life? The bigger your assignment, the bigger the assistance from heaven. Don't be afraid to go where you send you. Because if he gives you a big assignment, he will give you a big support system to help you along the way. So, who are these angels? How many of them out there? What do they do? What do they look like? You know why that's important? Because when you see them, you will recognize them. What you see on movies. You know, the movies will rather tell you about the demons with the funny hair, the the occultism. I mean, you see movies, you see television shows, you you rarely see much of anything about the angels. Even there's not much books about angels out there. So I want to spend some few minutes before you leave just to guide you so that when you see one, you will know who you're dealing with. The Bible said, don't hesitate to entertain strangers. You know why? Because you may be entertaining an angel unaware. Sometimes you may see somebody begging for money. And then you have all your smart aleck remarks. Well, I got a job. Why can't he get a job? Some of them will have their children with them. Say, well, if he don't got no job, why he have four children? Don't talk yourself out of your blessing. God is my witness. You know what I do, Pastor? Whenever anybody around me, I try to talk negatively like that. Some of them will say, oh, you just give too much. You can never give too much in life. The more you give, 
the more it shall be given to you. God gives seed to sowers. Many people are poor because they are stingy. Heaven cannot trust you because you are too busy trying to analyze every situation. Who qualifies? Well, look at his finger. If he get money to paint his finger, then uh, really? Really? Look who is talking. You who had nothing and God brought you out of nothing and made something out of you. And now how dare you passing all this judgment. You see, entertain even strangers because you may be dealing with angels unaware. Who are these creatures? I told my church this morning, according to Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, God made two worlds. How many? Two. The visible and the invisible. And the Bible says, and all of the hosts in it, one of those hosts in it are angels. So just because you can see things in the natural, that don't mean they don't exist. Because the Bible warned you, God made the visible world, but he also made the invisible world. Then I warned my people this morning, you also need to know there are two types of angels. There are God's angels, but there are fallen angels. I don't have the time to, to, to get into how they got to be called fallen angels. But you remember there was a war in heaven and some of the angels rebelled and God kicked them out of heaven. That's why we call them fallen angels. But they are still on the planet deceiving men and women of this world. And you have to know when you are dealing with a fallen angel. A pastor of a church is described as an angel. And you have to be careful that your pastor is not a falling angel. You got to be careful what church you affiliate yourself with. Well, pastor, you don't understand. My mama bought the pew. Really? Look at Muhammad, the leader of the Islam religion. Guess what he said? An angel came and gave him the Quran. You look at Mr. Allen White, the leader of the Seventh-day Adventists. I told you this morning. He said the angel came and gave him what the Seventh-day believed. You look at Joseph Smith, the head of the Mormon Tabernacle. He claimed again, an angel came and gave him what he's leading the Mormon tabernacle to. In fact, the New Age religion, which many of our young people are subscribing to, if you talk to them, they will talk to you about spirit God, who allegedly God feasted by an angel and gave all these stupid theories. 
But just because somebody protected, presented himself as angel, that don't mean he's God's angel. Amen. So you have to watch out for falling angels. And you are still here. How do you know the difference? Well, Galatians chapter 1 verse 8 to 9 says, If anyone call himself anything, even angels, but if they preach to you any gospel other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's a fallen angel. Read that in your own Bible. Make sure it's there. The Bible gives you clues. It also said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, watch out for Satan. He would disguise himself as the angel of light. You can dress up a pig. You can put makeup on a pig. But he's still a pig. Don't let anybody deceive you. Don't let them fool your children. Guide them. Let them know the truth. Because John 14 says, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am life. Nobody can get to the Father except by me. Notice there are different classes of angels. There are three groups you need to watch out for. Number one, there's what we call cherubim. And then number two, there's what we call seraphim. And number three, there's what we call archangels. In fact, let me be, let me school somebody, let me help somebody. There are only two angels mentioned by name in the whole Bible. Gabriel and Michael. All right? And both of them are archangels. See, what do these, these angels do? I just gave you a picture. They will protect. They will guide. They will help. They fight. Michael is commander of the army. The Bible talks about there was a war in heaven. Jude chapter 1. Verse 9, he said, Michael, the captain of the army of God. There are wars that you are fighting right now that you need to give it to your angel to fight. Amen. You are losing your energy, wrinkles in your face because you are fighting, fighting and fighting and fighting and you are running out of energy. I will tell you one hard lesson I have to learn is to step back and let the law fight my battle. And you'll be surprised. Your God can fight. He will fight. He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, everlasting door. And the king of glory coming. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord who is mighty in battle. He will fight. If you don't believe me, you mess with a, a, a mama 
and snatch a child. And you're going to find out whether she can fight or not. She hit you with a heel. You know, some of those shoes, they're about three feet tall. I'm just looking. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You cannot take somebody's baby and expect her just to watch you. The same thing with God. We are his babies. Amen, somebody. Let me say this in conclusion. Ladies and gentlemen, all you need to know, there are some angels assigned to you. How many angels are out there? Where the Bible gives you an answer. John said, I looked on the island of Patmos. Revelations chapter 5 verse 11. And he said, I saw 10,000 times 10,000 angels. Then he said, in fact, it's more than that. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of angels. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 put it this way. He said we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. He said he described it as heavenly Jerusalem. He said we are in the company of innumerable, you can't even number the angels that are present. So even though they are spirit, they are available and they are assigned to you every day. What can you say about these angels? They are powerful. The Bible said they excel in strength. You remember one time, bless God, uh, Jacob was trying to wrestle with you Baptists will say he wrestled with God. No, he, nobody can wrestle with God. He wrestled with an angel. Angel of God. And to tell you, to give you an idea how powerful angels are, the angel yank one of his ties. Just imagine as I'm standing now and for one tie to come up. <laughs> That's how powerful those angels are. Psalms 103 verse 19 say, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength. They are powerful creatures. Some of them are guardian angels. Some of them worship the Lord. Some of them are for warfare. And ladies and gentlemen, some of them are to protect you, to guide you, to to watch over you. The Bible says in Psalms 91 verse 11, it says, he'll command his angels to do what? To watch over you lest you dash your feet. Do you know sometimes you go through in life and there are potholes and you don't even see it on the job. Potholes. In business, potholes. In ministry, pothole. But the angel can see. A garden angel has many eyes. He can see ahead of you. He can see on your side, behind you. 
And so his job is to guard. So you know the essence of my message to you today? Let him lead you. You don't have to worship him because some scriptures say worship God only. Daniel wanted to worship an angel. He was so grateful. The angel said, no, 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 get up. I'm a servant just like you. I'm doing my job. You don't worship me. Worship God, your God. So allow the angel to lead you. Allow him to help you. Allow him to protect you. You've been running and you've been dodging. You, you, you cannot fight all these enemies. But God can fight for you. Amen. Can I be honest? Let me say this. I got, I got close. There are some places that God, through his angel, that has led me that I didn't even want to go. One of it is central Louisiana. I never wanted it. You see, you know why she said that's true? We actually discussed it. Say, no, not here. But when God is leading you, learn to allow him to lead you. Learn to follow his leading. You may not see what he sees. I never saw all the blessings that I'm enjoying today in this neighborhood. So obedience, when I say don't miss your angel, I'm calling for obedience. Blessings are waiting for you at the place of your assignment. Pastor Tracy, my plan is so simple. We left Baton Rouge to go do postdoctoral work and to come back to Baton Rouge. Plain and simple. The whole family knows it. But they said there is a temporary position in Pineville. If you would just get in the state system and within six months we will transfer you to Baton Rouge. And guess what? They were faithful. We came here for the purposes of being here for only six months. And within that six months, they did come up with a position in Baton Rouge. Just like they said. But the Lord revealed, say, this is the place. And we stayed here, left big up salary, and stayed here. My salary here in this church was $500 per month. I was one of the least paid preachers. But your obedience is what will birth blessing. Today I'm probably the highest paid. I say this with humility. Learn to obey God. Your obedience is what God will use to prosper you. Don't let these whistles and bear. Well, somebody say in Chicago, somebody say if I go to California, who are these people? <laughs> Listen to God. If God leads you, you can never go straight. Don't miss your, your miracle. All minds clear? Everybody stand to your feet.
You know, we sing a song as a Baptist, where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with told them, I'm going to lead you. I will send my angel before you. He will lead you, will guide you, will bring you to the place. All of them died in the wilderness. Not one of them made it to the promised land. You know why? Because it's not enough for you to have the promise of God. It is what you do with that promise. You need to activate your faith. Many people never see the miracle in this life because they don't trust God enough to walk by faith and not by sight. God's got an angel assigned to you. The question is, are you going to miss him? Are you going to disobey him? Are you going to watch out for his guide? you going to let him do his job because many of them are just sitting down because they have no one willing to follow the instruction of God. Minister Charlie will come and lead us in a very, very familiar song all day, all night. Angels are watching over you. So when trouble comes, you don't need to panic. You don't need to freak out because you got you some angel watching over you. Pastor, come up here. Hallelujah. You're all right, Pastor. Let's join the choir as we worship.
rejoiced and most certainly we are glad for you touched us this morning with a fingertip of your love and we were able to behold this day a brand new day one that we've never witnessed before we thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you for your mercy and it's brand new every morning dear heavenly father we come now asking that you would look down upon us in a special way. For your God man has stood on this platform and he has explained to us how much you love us. First of all, you sent your son Jesus to die for our sins. Then you gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And Lord, now we've learned that we have angels all around us in that midnight hour. They're right there. All day long, early in the morning, they're all around us. They have our front, they have our back. So we thank you because we are running this race. And with all of your love and with all of the help that you've given us, we can't help but succeed. Look into you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now we ask that you look down upon each and every person under the sound of my voice. Bless us with what we stand in the need of. I pray, dear Lord, that if there is anyone right now who don't know you in the pardon of their sins and have not accepted you as the Savior. I ask, dear Lord, that you would knock at their hearts and that their hearts will open unto you. You promised us that if we will open up our hearts, you will come in and sup with us. So we thank you for that. We bless your holy name. We exalt you. We worship you. 
For you, dear Lord, are worthy of all of these things. We ask that you would look down upon us who are the saved. And that you would look into our hearts. Create in us a clean heart. And renew the right spirit within us. We will forever give you the honor. And the praise. And the glory. That is due to you. In Jesus name. We pray. Let us raise our hand for the benediction. And as we get ready to benedict. We ask our pastor and my dear sister Elizabeth, his wife, to come down. We ask that you all would come and greet them. And if there's anyone who would like to join our church family, we welcome you with open hearts. And we pray that you would consider us as being a part of us. Now may the grace of God and the peace that he alone extends to us be with each and every one of you. May he guide you. May he keep you. May he help you to run this race with patience. And it's in the name of Jesus that we declare all of the blessings. Amen. Amen. And amen. Go in peace.